back to Across the Diamond, finally here with our special episode, Matt Zumbelow alongside Spencer Pierce, with two special guests today for the first time, Nick Zelaya and Cam Zier. How are you guys doing? It's, it feels great to be talking some baseball. I mean, it should. The season's coming around the corner, playoffs just about to start. My team absolutely sucks, but it's all good. Oh, look at it. Oh, we will talk about, I love talking oh, baseball. Oh, we will talk about your favorite team. I've been waiting for this for uh, about a week or so, and um, <laughs> on the contrary of what Nick said, I'm very happy about how my team is doing. Again, something let's talk about. Yeah. We, and maybe not our team, because we talk about our team we a little too much. We talk about our team every day. <laughs> we talk about our team a little too much. Spencer, how about you? How are you doing? I'm, you know, we're going to go back a little bit. I'm, I'm pretty medium rare. Good. That's good. That's good. That's good. So we are finally here with this special episode. We've been teasing this special episode for like two or three Yeah. Days. Yeah. yeah no, sorry about that. It's okay. <laughs> it's not, things, we, come up, things come up, you know. Yeah. We said we were going to surprise... We were going to have a surprise episode. Then we our element of surprise was so good that we didn't upload one. Yes. And then we came back saying we're definitely going to have a surprise. Then we didn't. Well, yeah, that's then we did. Was just... That was last week, then we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. This week we're here. But we're finally here. Exactly. We're finally Hello. here. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Keeping them on their toes. So let's talk about some award predictions. Because I don't know if, if our normal viewers remember this episode back in number like three or four. I don't know. Am I right? I don't know. Early. I'm not even going to pretend to know. Good idea. <laughs> Good idea. But it was early, and we've got... Just to say that our predictions weren't very good. No, awful. They were really We were awful. laughing at them last night. Just looking back at what we picked, they were awful. So what we're going to do is just talk about the ones that me and Spencer picked back in March, and then pick our new ones here mid-season, and let Nick and Cam both throw theirs out there. And get a little more... Shabbat. What? <laughs> I don't know. What are you? Sh- sh- little bit, a little bit of Shabbat? spice. Shabbat. A little spice a little into it. Spice. Yes, exactly. Right. Just hop right into it. Yeah. Let's. Uh, okay. So let's start. Matt and I had Mike Trout as our AL MVP in February or March, whenever we recorded this. Uh, it would be, it would behoove us to say that we we also have both picked Mike Trout yeah, at the. It, we, we want to say mid-season, but it would in reality, it's not mid-season. But it's close I, enough. I think everyone's kind of picked Mike Trout. I think yeah. Mike Trout has... Been, I think Mike Trout's winning the MVP for the next 10 seasons. I think it's possible. The Pecos League. You guys know nothing about the Mike Trout and the oh, Pecos no, League. Oh, no, they don't. I don't think they do. Cam, do you have Mike Trout as well? I do. All yeah. right. Okay. I yeah. did I did want to shake things up and pick Shane Bieber. Yeah, see, I you really, really want to. See, we talked about the Shane Bieber thing a lot. We did talk about that a lot. I, this is a true statement. I'm not sure how I feel about it. Um, I, think, I think if he puts up these numbers in a full uh, season, then it's automatically MVP. I I agree. I think he wins it then too. There's also a lot of, but there's a lot of other guys that really. Yeah, you guys are you guys throwing out Nelson Cruz as a as a candidate? I, I think I could. I hate Nelson Cruz, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Why? We've talked about this. Is yeah, because MLB the show. Because every year I've gotten MLB the show. No, I could I could roll the pitch on the ground to him and he'll hit a home run off me. I mean, to to think that his highest slugging percentage as well as his highest OPS is in this season so far. What is he? Thirty nine right now. That's yeah. ridiculous. He's, he's, old. Old. he's old, but he's thirty nine and he's putting up those stats. Ridiculous of course, numbers. Of course, in the you know just in a shortened season, but still to to start the season like this, I don't think anyone even expected There's Nelson Cruz no. to be a name in the top 20. The Twins are also good, too. Yeah. They're yeah. near the top of the 
I don't think them and the White Sox are kind of battling. Yeah, the yeah, top in the central. Yeah, I think the Indians and the White Sox are at the top, and then the, the Twins are at that in that like current. Yeah, yeah which is kind of surprising to be honest, because especially you see, like I mean I know we're kind of getting off topic, but that's fine. Getting people like like Kent and has been pitching great, and they've been playing well. They're not playing up to par, I guess, but I kind of expected them to be a lot better, but they haven't. Well, but yeah, rounding season. Yeah, rounding that up. Really, I. He's so good. Mike Trout was so amazing at baseball. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Great analysis. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this last week. He's. It's the simplest way to put it. It's like how you have to say it. He's just so good that it's like. I'm, al- I'm always going to wonder how, why he signed that 13 year contract. As much as I love the loyalty, he's yeah. not the Angels. They're not, they're he's never yeah. going to win anything with he that. He needs team, to, though. but he, the thing yeah, exactly. He but when they it. hand you with $330 million, yeah. like, oh, right? you have to like, take it. Do you, think, do you think he's one of the most, like, under the radar yes. superstars? We were talking about any, that last week. In, in any professional sport. Oh, absolutely. Like, Good to know you listen to the podcast. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had this exact conversation last week. Because, okay, I understand that with everything that happened with baseball, where, you know, advertising yourself isn't as high level as a lot of the other right. sports, that's going to have an effect. But, I mean, the past couple seasons, you don't hear Mike Trout's name a lot, no. only that he's the best player in baseball, right. but that's right. it. But you exactly. Don't, you don't hear, like, oh, Mike Trout's doing this, Mike Trout did this. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this season is what's propelling Mike Trout because he's leading the league in home runs at 16 at this point, and he's playing great baseball. And the right. thing, my biggest thing I've noticed is, like, you see him being Mike Trout, but, like, it's so normal for him to do this. Mm-hmm. But then you have somebody like Tatis breaking out right on his neck in home run in the home run race, and Tatis gets the spotlight for that right. reason. Because mm-hmm. we were talking last week about, like, you think of the face of a basketball, not a basketball podcast, unless. <laughs> but you think, like, the best players are the face of the game. Football, the best players are the face of the game. But you could make an argument that the face of baseball was, like, Judge, Acuna, Tatis, and, like, you don't necessarily go to Mike Trout right away. Right. Like, if you go, uh, not to bring it back to basketball, but if you go to China, they know who LeBron James is. Right. If you right. go to China and you ask who Mike Trout is, they they may have no idea. You gotta have a But if you say, like, who's Babe Ruth, like, that's that's a that's better... That's story, yeah. And you watch, like, TV, go on social media and stuff, whether or not LeBron James or Tom Brady using those guys right. specifically... Right. If they do yeah. nothing, if they don't play the night before, they will find a way to talk yeah, about exactly. it. They, still they, talk will, never, they will never bring up Mike Trout in anything. Like, oh, Mike Trout went fishing and caught a trout. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, stuff, stuff like he that. caught a Tim Salmon. <laughs> like, but, yeah, you get him on, like, like the MLB Cup 4. Yeah. I guess you, they post in. MLB yeah, themselves the, post him if they do something cool. But, like, again, like, Tatis is taking over this year. He's, like, got to be the face of baseball this year. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good segue, not... I see what you've done there. <laughs> Into our NL MVP? Yeah. So, good idea. So that Mike Trout, everybody, we all agree, right? He's, yeah. He's our MVP. Yes. Our AL MVP is Mike Trout. Shane Bieber. For all four of us. And NL MVP, let's talk about that for a minute. Okay. We were big. When we first got in to the podcast, it was our fourth episode when we recorded this, we were already very big on Soto and Acuna. Yeah. We don't need to talk about I mean, okay. My my MVP pick was Juan Soto, who's not having a bad year. Like no, it's, it's not bad. something to uh, to turn your what's that expression that I'm trying. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's I not don't something know. to, to I don't know what I'm trying to say. Just keep talking. Um, he's having a really good year, so it's not like 
I was too like out of line to whatever, but he also got a late start because he was on the COVID list yeah. to start the season. Um, Washington's awful this year, so you're not gonna, you can't give the MVP to a team that a, a player on a team that's not playing that's well. Not playing good enough, um, yeah. I mean, out of the other predictions that I've made, this one I don't like hate, hate terribly. the most out of some of the other bad ones that right. I've had. I guess it's not even that bad. Oh, I, I had. Oh, I had. Oh, I'm bad too. Don't worry. I'm not. I mean, they're both having solid seasons. Acuna, not, yeah, not like my pick, absolutely right. Blanking the bad. Yeah, my pick was Acuna. Back in so and we were talking about how high we were on them a lot and then now we're here and they both they weren't terrible right but they're not in that the Braves are first I mean they're easily the Braves, gonna, yes. they're easily going to win that the Braves are going to win that yes yeah. that's a good point but it feels like I said that we'll stick with the young people with the young guys and our MV, both of us again agreed again yeah. NL MVP Fernando Tatis I don't know how you how you couldn't uh, it kind of goes to the thing that I was talking about like. You can't give the MVP to a player on a bad team. Well, if you're if you're thinking about giving the MVP to a player that's propelling their team, which is what the award's obviously all about, then there's look no further than Tatis, Tatis this season. Right now, he's wow. phenomenal. Wow, I have something different. What? I have Mookie Betts winning. Really? <laughs> Interesting. Hitting 300, 14 homers, 33 RBIs, and the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They, the, the Dodgers start off slow. They did. If you asked me a yeah. couple weeks into this season, I'd be like, okay, Tatis is showing some stuff. But the Dodgers, first team to 30 wins, they are turning up. So, and Mookie Betts is leading that. Cody Ballinger's not even having that. I shouldn't say he's not having that good of a season. He's having an all right season. He's not having a Cody Ballinger season. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mookie yeah. Betts has really been that guy on the best team in Major League. So, that that's why I got to go with Mookie Betts. I, I think that Fernando Tatis was the runaway favorite for um, NL MVP as we, you know, past the mid, midway point. Uh-huh. Um, the only reason Mookie Betts is even in the conversation is the fact that in his last 11 games, he has, or he had actually a 10-game hit streak that was ended against Arizona yesterday, and that's really pushed him into the conversation because Fernando Tatis has not just been electric on the offensive side, but on the defensive side as yes. well. I think some people are... are putting his name out there for a, a top shortstop in the league, which Absolutely. is, and a lot of the times you could just say, well, his bat is hot, but you watch him on that left side of the infield with Manny Machado, and it's ridiculous. It's That's a show. Yeah. If you, I, I've been to Peco Park a couple times to watch Fernando Tatis. Huge San Diego, right? and <laughs> And it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, he, he looks like he's been playing the game for over 10 right. years at the professional Those level. Yes. It's not even just the fact that, you know, obviously he's probably been playing baseball his whole life, mm-hmm. but this is a guy that... I don't think so. He's... I can't, I can't assume, but Tatis is second in home runs. He's second in RBIs, and it's a guy that you're including in talks with a guy like Freddie Freeman who has 42 RBIs on the season, or even like a Mike Trout and Nelson Cruz mm-hmm. who have 16 and 15 home yeah, runs exactly. respectively. The fact that he's even in, even in that conversation with such elite players is a, another big reason why I think that he should be the NL MVP. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess we didn't. I don't think. I feel like we didn't put it out there, but Cam is a Padres fan, by the way. Yeah, Cam yeah, talked yeah. about his team. He's a Padres fan, so he's our, he's our Tati expert. And, and you, and Nick, you mentioned L.A., they're only three and a half games up on the Padres, which is another surprising factor. I know we'll touch on that yeah. later with like the with the manager of the year um, in the NL, but yeah, this Padres team is looking really good, and I'm happy, of course, but I'm 
I'd be really, really happy if Tatis could bring the hardware to San Diego. Not just for San Diego, because we've had a lot of bad years. <laughs> it's, oh, yeah, it's been really bad, but like, yeah, I just, I'd love to see that. But at the same time, I just commend him for playing so well, especially with so much adversity this year. Right. <laughs> The reason, I, the reason I picked Mookie Betts, yes, the Padres having a good season, but they also have a lot of, a lot of other all-around players on their team. you got Manny Machado. you have Jake Cronenworth, who has stepped up. The Dodgers, aside from Mookie Betts, they don't really have anyone else that's really oh, playing too oh, hot this season. Except for the thing. Oh, all right, okay. Except Corey, for the thing. He doesn't even lead his own team. Oh, Corey Seager. Oh, Corey Seager's no. having a good season. Nick, Nick, how, how many how many home runs does Cody Bellinger have? No 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 don't don't look it up. I want you to guess it. I, I just looked. Oh okay. It's ten. Okay. Well yeah, but his batting average has. But still, you, he has ten home runs. He's hitting two eleven. That's <laughs> good. I, yeah, that's good. That's great. So it's in the Mendoza line. <laughs> that's important. And Justin Turner's not having that good of a season either. He's usually better. He's hitting two eighty two. I don't even think you can go through that Dodgers roster just because there's so many studs. It, they might not have guys that can keep it up the entire season. That's why Mookie Betts is probably the best player on that team. But they have guys that can do it game by game. Yeah. Gavin Lux had two home runs a couple days ago. He's probably, if you look at his statistics this year, they're probably not good at all. But, yeah, they're all right, you know. But they're... Right, but they're not like what you would say. This guy's really good on yeah. this team. So. I just, I think if you win, if you're the best team in the league, you have a good shot at MVP. Oh, for sure. That's why Mookie Betts is going to win it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. that's a good point. It's a good point. Respect. I do like that point. Yeah. <laughs> winning, winning's all that matters according to these players. It's winning, not money. Remember that. Yes, exactly. It's all about the winning. <laughs> exactly. Who so cares again, about the big bucks? Wrapping it up, we've got three Tatis votes versus. Next one Mookie Betts vote. Talk to you gentlemen in two weeks. California yeah, living still. <laughs> yeah, we, have, we haven't left California yet. Mike Trout, Tatis, Mookie Betts. Let's leave. Well, we're about to. Let's go a little Midwest and talk about the AL Cy Young. Uh, we already talked about him a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, but we need to address who we had first. Both had Garrett oh. Cole. Oh. Um, we've talked about Garrett Cole enough on this podcast. We've yeah, talked about yeah, the Yankees yeah. enough on this podcast. We've told you how much we we're upset with Garrett Cole. But as we are recording this on Friday, Garrett Cole just threw a seven inning complete game. Well, that's why they pay him a lot of money. That's <laughs> yes, what he's supposed it is. to do he against supposed the to do. Orioles. But <laughs> we will not be subtle about it and say Garrett Cole has been not very good this year. He does not deserve the ASM by any no. means. Shane Bieber does. Shane Bieber does. We both it's, have Shane it's Bieber. It's not even remotely close. Um, he has a 1.2 ERA. He hasn't lost a game this year. Uh, 94 strikeouts through 57 innings. That's is, un- is, that, is that good? It's <laughs> un- he's unbelievable. And the best thing that I heard today was we were we had MLB Network on today in our room, me and Spencer just sitting here, and uh, Chris Russo, Mad Dog's Mad Dog was, had had a show on, and uh, they're talking about Shane Bieber, and he goes, Shane Bieber's having a good year, don't get me wrong, but he's facing teams like the Tigers, not teams like the Yankees, and I was like, are you kidding me? How much of a difference does that make? <laughs> the 
AL Central is probably one of the tightest divisions. It is. Yes. Exactly. I, is I, it, I have no words for that. I, I neither did. I was shocked. Is anyone that. looking at his stats right now? Yes. Okay. So, not, you Cam, you don't answer. People not looking at his stats. I don't have his stats up. So Guess what his strikeouts per nine is if you round up. Can you tell me his strikeouts in his innings again? 94 <laughs> strikeouts through 57 innings. Half, a little over one and a half per inning. So is, do you want me to just tell you what his yeah, strikeouts? Yeah. He has fi- if you round up, 15 strikeouts per nine. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah, no, yeah, it's pretty insane. <laughs> Absolutely insane. <laughs> wow, that's... Yeah, that's pretty good. Good thing we picked Derek Cole, right? It was just a bit of your uh, Yankee bias, that's all. It was. Well, yeah, it and he's also, it's a bias of the be- what was supposed to be the best pitcher in the league. Well, I mean, that's fair, because once we get to the next award, my bias comes into play. We exactly. All you guys. Well, Cam, I believe you have Shane Bieber as well for ALC. Yeah, you guys both have Shane Bieber as well. So we, we all agree. The American League races, we have all agreed on. Yeah. They're both. This is where things start to get... Okay, actually, no, I lied. This is where Matt and I have agreed on everything so far. That's this is the last one, I think. It's actually not because I'm looking right at where we agree Didn't again. Don't worry time. about it. Let's transition to the NL Cy Young. Our picks in the beginning of the year. My choice was Jack Flaherty. Mm-hmm. Not a bad <laughs> choice. Not a terrible choice. Not a terrible choice. And your okay. choice, Spencer? my pick was a terrible choice in Max Scherzer. Okay. Interesting picks. They were not terrible. No, they were terrible. No, they were no, they were bad. <laughs> they were bad. They were bad. It's just hard. It's a different season. It's hard. But again, you just look back and you're like, wow, how did we pick them? But again, we both agreed. Well, also at this point, we didn't know it was a sixty game season. Yes, but still, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. No, I know. Still hard. Could just looked back at who won the last two Cyons. Okay, Nick. Oh Nick, Nick before we talk about ours, would you like to start talking? Would you I like would to talk? love to talk about my. Who is your Nick? Who's your NL Cy Young? Jacob Degrom, and it's not remotely close. Oh my lord! I uh, clearly, you Darvish thinks other guy. You even think he can make the Cy Young? He thinks <laughs> what's his name will win Cy Young? Trevor Bauer. Trevor Bauer of the Reds, I believe he plays for. He does play for the Reds? Yes. <laughs> I will say one thing: Trevor Bauer is not the best pitcher in the world. You said maybe Mars. Maybe he's the best pitcher on oh, Mars. I asked who the best pitcher on Mars was. Last night I checked, there's no baseball going on on Mars. That's what they want you to think. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom. Yes, the Mets suck. I know that. We're losing to the Toronto... Excuse me, the Buffalo Blue Jays right now. <laughs> one nothing because Vlad Guerrero Jr. just hit a home run off... He did? Off Jacob DeGrom. Anyways! Oh! oh, oh, oh anyways! Okay. DeGrom this season, 3-1... and one, with a nice one six nine ERA, seventy strikeouts in forty eight innings pitched. What what was that with um? Strikeouts per Shane nine. Bieber? Strikeouts per nine. Yeah, let me see. How many? His was fifteen. I was asking you about his was fifteen. Did you look on Baseball Reference? His was fifteen. Yeah. Yes. Shane Bieber. Was. Shane Bieber fifteen. Yeah. What is Degrom's? Degrom. Degrom what is sixteen seventeen. No way. No way. I'm joking. I'm thirteen. Okay, so I hate to cut you off, Cam. Who did you who did you pick? <laughs> we'll go to you because because I'm I'm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> who did you pick, Cam? Um, I went with Jacob Degrom. <laughs> no, I thought this one. No, I no. For me, it was a toss toss up between um, uh, between him and and you, Darvish. Um, 
So I don't, I don't, Nick, I don't agree with the fact that you said it's not even remotely close because I think it is. Oh, it's not. No, that's so biased. I, I no, don't. It's not close. He says it as he close. sits here in his Mets jersey. Darvish has a Darvish has a one seven seven ERA. Thank you, Cameron. And so I just I, to say that it's not remotely close is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I I just I think it's Jacob Degrom because. By my eye test, he looks like the best pitcher. Um, but at the same time, I haven't seen a lot of you, Darvish. I just think that... I don't Jacob, think any of us have. Yeah. <laughs> I think that Jacob deGrom has proved himself over the past two years, of course. And on top of that, if he's having a season like he's had in the past two seasons... Remember, we got a... How many weeks left of the season? A couple weeks? Two. 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 Maybe three. Two, I think. So I think, I like think you Darvish has to make up some room, and I don't think he'll make it up. I don't have a lot to say on this topic because I don't watch the Mets and I don't watch the Cubs. I don't blame me for not watching. <laughs> I don't blame you for not watching. The but Mets. I'm, I'm gonna yeah. go Jacob Degrom because right now it's, in my opinion, the obvious pick, and I think he is the best pitcher in the NL. I absolutely agree with that point. I, Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher. In the yeah, I agree with I will I say think that he's the best pitcher in the I league also. Say that to my grave. That Jacob DeGrom is the best pitcher in the league. And I think he's the runner up for the signing this year. I would agree with you. <laughs> we both me and Spencer both picked you Darvish. I'm worried, Dad, yeah. Go on, elaborate. Don't elaborate. you get so upset, Nick. Well, Nick you can't I, come on our podcast and get so upset. Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm just waiting for dinner. I mean <laughs> ready to fill this podcast, get some grub, and then uh, <laughs> celebrate Friday night with the gentlemen. That's, That's all. That's true. Is Manly things. <laughs> Quite. Like discussing baseball. Exactly. And discussing Hugh Darvish's 1.7 ERA, his 12 strikeouts per nine. Sorry, it's one less. Um, and if you look at the grand scheme of things, the Cubs, the the NL Central leading Cubs, um, at 26 and 19, you know, huh. you take Darvish off the team, he has a 7-2 and two record. That puts them... I think still in first place, but like, I'm not very is, good at math. Is 19 and 17 still in first? Huh? Is 19 and 17 still in first? Well, that's hard to say. Uh, it is, yep. by one game. Yep, so you're right. We're going to pretend that didn't happen. Well, you see, the thing is, if the Mets had a bullpen, maybe DeGrom would record with that's that. True. That's, that's true. That's true. How old the, the, the Mets the last two seasons? Right, they were bad. Yeah. So, DeGrom was one of their years. Can I bring up a point? They were three games out of the wild card last year. Can I bring up a point? It's still not good. They weren't good. They were like 15 games over 500. But he, was, he, was he carrying the... But did they go to play? Did they make the playoffs? They just missed it. Did they make the playoffs? They, they just Did it. they make the playoffs? No. Thank you. You know <laughs> why? Because they're bullpen. Because Edwin Diaz. Yes. Well, Edwin. we're, we're going to get to the Mets bullpen in a little bit. It's embarrassing. But I let me bring up a point. I'll let you boys finish. I don't want to talk about the Mets bullpen. This is a... Um, something you're not going to see in the box score on, on your baseball reference. It's called a little a little thing called voter fatigue, my friends. It happened ah. to Michael Jordan. It it may happen to Mike Trout eventually. It has happened to Mike Trout actually. Voter fatigue. How boring is it? We already know Jacob Degrom is the best pitcher, so it's like why don't we defer his award to someone else that's worthy of it? That that can even slightly resemble something that Degrom can do. Mm-hmm. Well. Michael Jordan won three Finals MVPs in a row. DeGrom's at two. Finals MVPs? Final MVPs, yeah. Huh. 
Huh? What? Finals MVPs? DeGrom's won two NBA I finals MVPs. I said Jordan. I said Jordan. I know. You were just saying how Michael people get tired of voting for Michael Jordan. Yes. He won three MVPs in a row, finals MVPs. And then when they won three more, he won three more MVPs. Good so thing it's not a basketball podcast. Clearly, right? clearly, clearly they don't get tired <laughs> of voting for him. Yeah, we'll voter fatigue, it's a thing. Well, but I, know it's, okay. I know it's a thing. But the difference is, who was the best player on the Bulls during that time? Who's the best player on the match? Yeah, it's Jacob DeGrom, but you're taking the whole league into account. Yeah. Finals MVP, it's That's take the Bulls, take those 15 players, take, yeah. who played the best. How did we get talking about the finals? I, don't I was know. talking <laughs> about the regular season MVP. I was just disputing a point. I actually don't know how many. <laughs> Me neither. But it's, a, it's, it's okay because it's not a Me neither, but, yeah, but Michael Jordan is, is the best basketball player of all time, and he should have won a billion MVPs in a row. So, voter fatigue, final answer. I feel like Judge Judy right now. I don't know you why. But, it, but don't worry, we're done. It's not a basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. We're moving on. Right? It's not a basketball podcast. No, definitely not. Unless. We're moving on. AL rookie of the you year. You seem like do you need to get some energy? Do you need no. to get some more energy, or do you want to take a break? Actually, I'm mad. The, you know what? Then stop talking for a few minutes. Okay, you can go first. I'll go. You go first. Let's talk about the AL rookie of the year to give Spencer even more time to relax himself because he got very riled up. I'm sorry, Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is a bad to have you come on our podcast, my show, like this. Yeah, I know. Right? Your show. <laughs> and have him treat you like this. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. LGM. Let's talk about LGM. the AL. Let's talk about the AL rookie of the year. Cam, why don't you go? Because <laughs> <laughs> Nick's been getting Nick's getting too much. No, and I see here, Matt. We have the same male rookie of the year. Good. So I can calm down a little now. Good. I feel um, better about myself. Luis Robert. Or is it Luis? Or is it Robert? <laughs> <laughs> no one really knows. No one really LR knows. from the White Sox. <laughs> I've heard a lot of different things. Okay, ways so how, how would you say it? Luis Robert. Lou Rob. I have always Luis, said Luis, Luis Robert. Robert. Yes. Lou Rob. Okay. Well, then I'm going to go with Luis Robert. The White Sox are pick. 27 and 16 this year. I, I don't know if anyone in their right mind would have ever picked that the no, White Sox. No, I would have. I would have. I would have. Go back and listen to the beginning of the podcast, please. White Sox have been on my record. We're talking about this now. Go White Sox. Can I repeat what I said? Yeah. I don't think anyone in their right mind <laughs> would think. So I knew the Red Sox were going to be amazing. Okay. Everybody can quote me. We on also that. said the Reds were going to win the division. As a rookie, as a rookie, seven homers, seventeen RBIs for a team that not a lot of people expected to have a great year. I might be missing out on those statistics. Am I very short on that? A little. I think those must be a little. I think he's more at like. I think he's at like eleven. He has eleven. Eleven homers. He's hitting. Two sixty five with eleven homers and twenty seven. Hey, that proves my point even more it does. that he's oh, been absolutely. stellar. I agree with you. I think he's the rookie of the year as well. Yeah, I think, and he's uh, he's playing really well for a team that has championship aspirations. Yes, I have to agree with you. I've got I have Luis Robert as well. Nick, I think you said you did too. I do. You well, do too. Yes. I think. I, it's just, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. He no, you go ahead because I was gonna transition. Go ahead. Hey, you know, I was gonna transition. Um, yeah, I mean the White Sox are one of probably the most surprising team in baseball mm-hmm. this year. It's for some and people. For some people, yeah. Um, <laughs> and <is> subtle. <laughs> he's been one of their best players by far and really taking the league by storm. He's one of the bright spots of this MLB league. I mean, once we lose Mike Trout and all those guys, Luis Robert would be one of the or Luis Robert, whatever. <laughs> the hell is. I've um, been really excited for him. For he's a while. Good. He's going to be good. I've heard a lot about him in the last few years, and he's been a very high prospect. 
it'll just be time. Once the playoffs start and the White Sox make a playoff run, we'll have to see how that, we'll see that how could change things in the playoffs. But this is the one, Spencer. You're the odd man out here. Maybe I'm a little crazy. I honestly don't think you're too crazy. Um, but go ahead. Well, I do need to apologize. Because my prediction for AL Rookie of the Year was Michael Kopech, who didn't play. That see, <laughs> he you, opted out. You gotta out. take a break. Gotta take a. You gotta get a. You get a break there because. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. But I had Luis Robert as my original pick as well, back in March. This is true. But uh, Michael Kopech, uh, coming off of Tommy John two years ago, decided not to play this season because why would you? My AL Rookie of the Year is Kyle Lewis. That's a good pick. I think this race is a lot closer than we think it is. That's awesome. Kyle Lewis is batting three oh seven. Uh, he has twenty three RBI and nine home runs, which all are, are all. What was um twenty seven RBIs and eleven. Home what was he? What was his RBI. average? What was his? What was his slashing? Like two sixty seven. Oh, I don't know. So slash That's fine. Two sixty five. I just think OPS over three twenty. I don't know. It. It. I think this race is. Probably the closest between any of the any of the awards that we have. Um, I kind of agree with you. Thank I you. think that he Kyle Lewis is a good player. He's a very good player. He's shown to be able to. Play <laughs> Great analysis. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. But he's leading a a terrible Mariners team to like a terrible season. But like ah, they're not, mediocre. They're mediocre, I guess. From terrible to mediocre, I guess is the best way to put it. That is exactly how I would have put it. <laughs> It'd be a lot better if we had 162 games because sometimes we see right. rookies get called yeah, up right. in May and June yeah, and they just absolutely yeah. tear it up. And uh, there, there's example, just there's certain yeah. <laughs> there's certain like stats that you can go in and look if it was a 162 game season, but obviously that's not like you can't those aren't trustworthy. But looking at that exact point, I think if we had a 162 game season, there's a perfect example in that. In Tristan McKenzie of the Cleveland Indians. Exactly. He's been phenomenal in his few, his not many. I'm wondering if. Starts. I'm wondering if next year he'll have rookie eligibility. Me too. Because if he does, then he will probably win rookie of the year. I Because he could have won it this year. Right now, he has a 2.57 ERA in. 21 innings pitch. He's given up 11 hits, 6 earned runs. He's been very good. He almost he threw 6 shutout innings in his first start. Yeah, 10 strikeouts. 10 strikeouts, yeah. He looks like a 12-year-old. He does. <laughs> Which adds... But, yeah, just, that's just bouncing off of Nick's point, though, that thinking we have a 162-game season. McKenzie comes up in May and yeah, does what he does for the whole season. Everything's different this year. Exactly. Obviously. Everything. So let's move on to the end of Rookie of the Year, and I believe that this one... I'm the odd man out of all three of you. Is that oh, right? Man. Yes, you yes, are. Yes, it is. And I Cam, don't know why. Cam, I'm sorry. I have to do. I kind of wanted to be the odd man out here. I feel it. I feel that. I. I've been there before. I think you my pick this. is Dustin May. Makes sense. Of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He has started in nine games. And has a one and one. Record. Imagine that. Woo! That's kind of crazy. You don't see that very often. <laughs> that happens. But along with that, though, 
He has a 2.81 ERA with 28 strikeouts in 41 innings. He's pitched pretty good. On a good team, again, which also helps. But I'm not going to talk much about him because I... He's been good, but I really do think that the guy you guys chose makes a very, very... If anything, I think Dustin May's having a worse season than last year. Well, he he got called up, like, at the tail end of the season. So he does have MLB experience. Yeah. Watching him pitch is ridiculous. Yeah, his... His pitches are he's, unbelievable. He has break in yeah. 99 mile per hour. <laughs> he's just like, the cut he's is just like if Clint Frazier did nothing to his hair for like three years, it, <laughs> it, that would be him. Yeah. Cam. He, start, he started out as a, out of the bullpen too, right? Last season. I think he came out, yeah. came out of the bullpen and he started starting yeah. this season. Cam, I'm going to defer this one to you because we all agree this is your San Diego man. Yep. Truth be told, I've watched maybe one Padres game all year. Truth be told, that's probably the last Padres game I've watched in the last <laughs> 10 years. Uh, yeah, it has to be Jay Cronenworth. Um, he really stepped onto the scene at the beginning of the season because uh, of Eric Hosmer and his illness that he uh, suffered. It was non-COVID related. So, you know, talk about this. Eric Hosmer... Has I think it was a six RBI game in uh, the Padres uh, opening game this year, and then goes down with that illness. They have to bring in Jake Cronenworth to play first, and now he's the primary second baseman for this Padres team, and he's been great on defense. He showed it at first base. He's there. He's now there at second, and with the bat, four home runs, batting three fifteen, had a seven game hit streak at one point in the season that was uh, between um, August 27th and, uh, wow, September 2nd. Just everything <laughs> escaping my mind. When the Padres have a front runner for NL MVP and NL Rookie of the Year, things kind of go all out of whack. <laughs> Jake Cronenworth is, has proven himself uh, for a team that has been playing so well this season with so many great players. For this season, I don't want to say Humble that the Padres Brad. have yet. No, I don't want to say that the Padres <laughs> have all these great players. They just really showed out this season. Jake Cronenworth has stood out, and that says a lot. I think right. that if we had 100 games to go, Jake Cronenworth would not be my NL Rookie of the Year. I think someone would have to catch up with him. I think he'd slow down. But because there's only a couple weeks left, Jake Cronenworth is... I don't even think there's a question. I, I understand the Dustin May pick, but I there's no way that I would pick Dustin May. So I'd go with Cronenworth. That's how I feel about Kyle Lewis. If there were 100 more games, I don't think he wins. I I, I, I get that. And you have to talk when talking about Cronenworth. You have to realize he won. He was the NL Rookie of the Month for August. Mm-hmm. So he's already he's got first full month of baseball this yeah, season. He's already got the right time. Everybody's twenty RBIs. What everybody wants. Yeah, twenty RBIs. It's a good month. And we understand that the, the field of rookies in the NL is a lot weaker than right. it is in the AL. Right. So, of course, those stats don't live up to the hype of Luis Robert or Kyle Lewis. But you can't discount the fact that you know Jake Cronenworth is, in my opinion, by far the rookie of the year in the NL. And we skipped over, Matt, we picked Gavin Lux, both of us, to oh, win the rookie of the year. Yes. Which is quite... Didn't Gavin Lux get something happened at the beginning of the season? He wasn't added to the to the starting roster. 
I'm not sure. I don't know. I, I believe... Was it someone else? I feel like something No, I happened. think it was him. Yeah, it was Gavin Lux. It was. Well, regardless, he's hitting 189 this year. How many games? Things you don't like to see that. Uh, he's played in 10 games. So That's why. Oh, he's only played in 10 games? Okay, yeah, Lux. which is another... You know what? We, like, kind of get a pass on this one, but at the same time, not really. Yeah. Like, we probably should But won. also, would we ever have picked Jake Cronenworth? That's right. My next pick was going to be Dustin May. I would well, never have picked Jake Cronenworth before the season started. Jake Cronenworth wasn't actually supposed to play a significant in, amount of yes. time. Because exactly. Eric Hosmer got ill, which is ironic that in a in a pandemic right. when someone gets ill. <laughs> of course, non-COVID related, but it's ironic that someone That's steps onto the scene after someone else gets ill and you know comes out to be a, in, in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah. Shall we? You guys have anything else to talk about Jake Cronenworth with? Or did no. Cam cover it off Cam, for you? Nick, Cam, Cam knows his Padres. He so. does know his Padres. We have to give Cam his opportunity. I, I got angry about my team, and then he <laughs> kept it calm with his team. So <laughs> clearly we have our differences. Uh, Keep it chugging here. Let's. Let's AL. AL for the year. Oh, man. Spencer. No, I don't. I really Spencer, don't Spencer, Spencer. No, 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 no. pick? No, it doesn't. Spencer, it doesn't matter who I pick. It Spencer, really, who'd you pick okay. in March? Please can you tell us. Okay, it doesn't matter who I pick. No, no, no. Please, okay. it does. It kind of does. I picked Brad Hand. Who? Who? Brad Hand. Wait, what team is he on? He is on Cleveland. Oh, former Project. Oh, yes, he is a quite, former Project. Quite literally. And you he's know awful. what? I'm saying this. He's not doing that bad. Two forty-five ERA. He's only pitching fourteen innings. Okay. He's pitched sixteen games. He's sixteen games. Yeah. Has twelve saves. It's okay. I remember picking it, and I was like, eh. <laughs> He's been... Did, like, did I really... All right, it's one of those things where it's like, if I pick him, we're at this situation where he was kind of, He's, like, decent, so obviously he's not going to win the reliever of the year, so we're sitting here laughing. But if he was insane this year, and I was the only one that picked Brad Hand to win AL reliever of the year, you would be looking at me like I was a genie. Yeah. No, I know. I agree. I, and, I, I can't even get mad at you for not picking a reliever of the year correctly because knowing me going into 2019 I'd be like oh Jerry's familiar and Edwin Diaz easily relieved <laughs> so you, you saw what happened right there they're, they're good yeah they're yeah, really yeah, good yeah, yeah, yeah. they're really good but you can't even Brad Hand's been he's been decent though yeah, he's not yeah, been bad but that's but not good enough I believe this is another one that we are all unanimous on all four of us yeah Cam I think I'm not 100% sure but you can tune in no no yeah. we all have we've, Liam Hendricks yeah the cutest guy in the world, but... Wasn't feeling himself picture Do yourself day, a favor and, and look up Liam Hendricks and click on his MLB.com profile and, and you'll understand. That, that's, that's Hendricks without a C. Yes. Okay, very cool. <laughs> but Hendricks is pitching to a 3-0 record with a 1-3-3 RA and 12 saves this year. 20 games. 20 innings. 20 and games. 20 innings as well. Taking a look at things, he really hasn't had a good season since, I mean, ever, except 2015, he went 5-0 with a 2.92 ERA. There was I mean, there, there are seasons he goes 1-8, 1-3, 0-1, 4 I mean, those aren't just spectacular numbers. What are you looking at? 2019, last 20, year. 20, last year he had an RA. He was very, this he was year, very good This year he's year. popping off 3-0 with a 1-3 ERA, leads the MLB in saves as well. So, and he 12 ate, saves through, what is it? 48, 49 games. Something like that. That's impressive. It's pretty good. And the A's, the A's are good, too. So. Yeah, they are good. The A's are a good team. and He's he's a good pitcher. He's proven he was a good pitcher. 
Now, I might be getting this wrong, but looking up stuff about Liam Hendricks, he has never pitched in a loss. This season? Huh? This season, oh, Liam okay. Hendricks. Oh. oh, I thought you meant ever. Really? No, no. Yeah, the Aussie has never pitched in a loss. All Ws. All this year? Oh, that's great. Every... Huh. I mean, it makes great. sense. You're going to bring him on to... To close off the game, yeah, right. Right, but, still. but that's... That's I mean, impressive. That's really impressive. Because he's appeared in almost, like, every other game, basically. He's Close given up to three it, yeah. earned runs in 20 in the third. That's crazy. Three. That's so good. That's His control is also really good this year. He has a .69 whip. That's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, all you, for all you advanced metric lovers. Saber metrics, if you will. <laughs> I think oh, we should move on. We love wait, wait, one more thing about Hendricks. A 10-to-1 strikeout-to-walk ratio. 30 strikeouts to three walks. He's three walks. He's like walking guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's like a crossing walk. guard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what just happened? I don't know. All right. <laughs> We're going to keep so it. So, yes, again, unanimous AL reliever of the year here. Liam Hendricks. Yes. Let's move on. Across to the NL really video. Mm. Across, across the uh, across the league. <laughs> across the MLB to, to the NL really of the year. My pick back in March was Kirby Yates. <laughs> Again, you both are picking former Padres, and that's a mistake. You picked Brad Hand. Good. You picked Kirby Yates. He was really good last year. Yeah, he was. Because the Padres put him in situations where if he wasn't good... There's a reason he had, I think he had, what, 39 saves last year? Yeah, because the, the Padres would win by one Boy, in every, every single time game. they won. He yeah. was their only closer, but, you know, injuries hurt. He, yeah, so it doesn't help. Yeah, he pitched 4.1 innings this year. His ERA is 12.46. Yeah. That's pretty bad. That's really not good. You don't like to see that. No, you um, don't like to see that. Things you don't like to see. That. That. <laughs> I know you guys didn't watch the Padres broadcast, but every time I'd watch it, the broadcasters and everyone would think there was something wrong with Kirby Yates in the first couple games. games. What, was kept, what was his injury? What is his injury? I think it had something to do with maybe a shoulder. But the biggest issue was, yeah, I mean, yes, pitchers. But (laughs) the the issue with Kirby Yates is is that no one realized like this was coming. He had such a great season last year, and it seemed like he was on point for the same this year. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't hate that pick. But all of a sudden, he's giving up home runs left and right, Mm -hmm. and you don't know if you can trust him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then he gets hurt and he's down for the year. Right. So. Spencer, your pick before back in March. My pick was Josh Hader. It will remain the same. Uh, interestingly enough, I think I don't know. Voter fatigue. Big on voter fatigue. <laughs> could happen. I don't think it could happen this year. Um, but eventually. Also, another thing is that um, if Hader does get traded or leaves in free agency to the American League. We have to see with with that pool of relief pitchers too. This was this was definitely a hard award to, it did. to I agree. research. I agree. This NL reliever of the year, but um, AL reliever of the year was kind of easy. I think that's kind of yeah. you knew who that was going to be. Oh, yeah. NL reliever of the year, I had some trouble picking too, but I love who I ended up finding. <laughs> former Yankee superstar. Why did you have to say that? Because he's former Yankee. Kirby superstar. Yates, former Yankee. What? 
Yeah. What? Mm-hmm. No. Yep. 2016. He is? Yeah. He oh. was awful back then. Yeah. I don't know That's why. Right. Okay, it's not a Yankees podcast. It's unless. not a Yankees podcast. It's not a Yankees podcast. <laughs> Mark Melanson is my pick as the end reliever of the year. And I was so excited to pick him. I've always liked Mark Melanson. And seeing that he's finally kind of coming back and being decent again is awesome. He has a 2.3 ERA in 16 games, 9 saves, 9 strikeouts. Not great, but not bad. Hader has still could win. those exact stats, but 18 strikeouts. 9 <laughs> saves. It's not about strikeouts, man. 2.3 <laughs> ERA. Hey, man, it's not always 2. about strikeouts. 2.31 ERA, actually. Oh, that Melanson's <laughs> better. Okay. Oh, alright. Well, the award's over. The award goes to Melanson. Okay. Let's get to it. Let's let our guests do some talking. Yeah. Cam, would you like to start? No, you start. Go Okay. Well, I got a guy that's better than both of your players. That's Kenley Jansen. Oh, God. Oh, God. A two-time relief of the year already. Last time he won in 2017. No, he's not having that season. That year, he went 5-0 with a 1-3-2 ERA. How many saves did he have that year? That year, he had 41. Oh. I don't know much baseball, but I think I think that's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. I think it's pretty good. This season, he's already three and zero with a one nine six ERA. We want to bring up strikeouts. He's got more than both of them. <laughs> How many? Twenty fourteen. Oh, whoa! That's twenty five eight. How was fourteen higher than eighteen? I, I forgot what he had. I forgot. Ten I saves, forgot. and you know what? He's on the best team in the MLB again. He had he's he had a rough twenty nineteen Orioles. Yeah, <laughs> he had a rough twenty nineteen and eighteen season. He's really started to bounce back this year. And because la- last year he was dealing with a lot of controversy. I mean, he was bad last year. He was blowing saves yeah, left and right. Not good. Not good. But this year he's bounced back to his original self from three, four years ago. And I think he gets back to being the top reliever in the NL. Now, Nick, I know you have Kenley Jensen's stats pulled up. How many hits has he allowed this season? He has given up 10 hits this season. 10 hits, okay. So, Josh Hader. Um, entering September 5th, hadn't given up a hit mm-hmm. all season. He gave up his first two hits against Cleveland just a couple days ago. Really? And that's it. Be- before that, that's it. He has two hits on the season. He's he given up two hits? He gave up no hits. Through... Kind of skipped over. <laughs> no, he gave up no hits through 11 and two-thirds. Um, and then had... Can we backtrack for a minute? My animal reliever of the year is Josh Hader. Okay, well, <laughs> no one asked. <laughs> I have to. Are you? That's that's phenomenal. No hits. That's ridiculous. That is phenomenal. Yeah, I, for that reason and so many others. I mean, Josh Hader, two point three one ERA, nine saves. That's tied for he's, fourth in the MLB. What? He's also pitched a lot less than Kenley Jansen. True. True. So I mean, things could get. He's pitched seven less games than Jansen. Things could. It's, it's not about how you start. It's how you finish. Okay. That is motivation if you're listening to this. Okay. So his, things completely could go wrong his, for Josh Hader. His ERA was blank until August 29th. <laughs> what is like, it now? 2.3. 2.3. What happened? Two hits. Two. So were those two runs, I guess, well, I'm, uh, I'm, listen, I'm no mathematician, but his ERA is 2.3, and he gave up two hits, so something might have gone wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. if you've been listening to this podcast a long time, you know that Spencer's not good at math. He's tried a lot of different math things. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know Matt doesn't have a lot of brain cells. 
taking the Reds. Okay, well, the, the big re- on uh, against the Pirates on August 29th, he gave up five walks and two earned runs. Okay, yeah. so that'll do it. That'll, that'll that will yeah. do it. Okay. I I just I'm Josh Hader. Give it a Thank you, Cam. Yeah. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick. I was kidding. I'm gonna stick with Michael Lanson. So we have Kenley Jansen. I'm, I'm, I've, always, I've always been high on Kenley Jansen. I like Kenley Jansen. That's okay. So now let's get into a fun award. Definitely. We're getting into a little bit more controversy. We've all got different picks for this one, I believe. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. The AL comeback of the year. I think this, the AL and the NL comeback of the year, we both have different picks. That's. Let's talk about our pick. I'm just getting into it. Can you calm down a little bit, man? Come on. That short break was sponsored by... <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about... Our original pick, Spencer. Oops. Your original pick. <laughs> okay, my original pick was Blake Snell. How's that going? Um, three seven ERA. Giving up twenty nine hits, fourteen earned runs, giving up eight home runs, forty five strikeouts. Huh. Love to see it. Um, no, he's he's really, he's he has a three and one record. Um. He's just like very average. Yeah, he's a very he's very a average. Fine. Like it's not like he's gonna get caught or anything. But. Well, uh, yeah, he's just been <laughs> average. He hasn't been good. He's a Cy Young. Yeah. So, so you expect more out of him? Yeah, and he was hurt all last season, and when he was pitching, he was bad. So uh-huh. I don't think it was so out of out of whack. To, to pick him. My original pick was Miguel Andujar. <laughs> Going on a little bias. What do you know? But <clears throat> expecting him to bounce back after he was injured last year. Instead, he's only gotten 55 at-bats this year. And he has a 218 average and he hit one home run. And he has three RBIs. Uh, actually, five RBI because as we were recording, he had a two RBI double. Okay, so his average and his at-bats, everything I just said is wrong. <laughs> Thank you, Spencer. I really, really like that you did that. That's really, really sweet of you. So, never mind. Everything I said was wrong, but so still, he's winning it. Comeback so, player of the year. Still, it's not gonna. It's not good enough to get him comeback player of the year. Simple as that. We'll stick with the bias and talk about my real comeback player of the year, or my current, my new comeback player of the year. Yankees first baseman Luke Voigt. Who okay. was good last year, but was better when he broke onto the scene with the Yankees in 2018. Was hurt a little bit last year. Didn't play fantastic. This year, has 14 home runs, 30 RBIs, hitting 271. Top of the home run charts. He's been great. Simple as that. It's his award. Fair pick. Fair pick. No, no bias whatsoever. Those no, no. You go ahead, Nick. You know what? <clears throat> I'll be honest. When it comes to comeback player of the years, it's, it's a little difficult for me to pick one. This you was know? a hard award to trust the pick. Yeah, because, you know, when I'm watching baseball last season, these guys don't do jack, so I'm not paying attention to them whatsoever. And then, you know, they come to the year, you know, they slowly make their way in, but I'm not paying attention to them. Why would I? Yeah. Especially when the guy's on the Orioles, because this is my AL comeback player of the year, Pedro Severino. Great player. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I want to be nice to Pedro. He's been terrible at the MLB. Like, god-awful. Oh, he's the, guy, the guy's a terrible catcher. Uh-huh. But this season, 
I take a look at his stats, and eh, I'm like, all right. You're making some numbers, the Orioles, you know, they're beating the Mets here and there. They beat the Yankees. You know, the, the Orioles are making a little bit of noise. He's hitting 314 on the season, five home runs, 21 RBIs. And he's a consistent starter on this Orioles team that, if they do make the playoffs, they'll get swept or whatever. But, I mean, <laughs> I want to give some love to an Orioles player, you know. Yeah. They, the only love they got was Chris Davis, and then they found out he took steroids and hit three home runs the next season. So, <laughs> Jake, mean, Jake, if you're listening, this one's for you. Me and my brother love Pedro Arena. Okay. So much. All right, well, Jake, there you go. Glad I, I'm glad I made your day. <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Good Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Orioles making a lot of white noise. So, yes. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with I'm gonna agree with Matt. <laughs> Go with Luke Boyd. Um, Interesting. Yeah, 14 home runs, 30 RBIs, batting 272. Um, I feel like with a lot of comeback players of the year, because there's so many guys in the league. Uh, it's really just the guys that you haven't heard of a lot last season that you're hearing a lot about this season. I think that's the definition of comeback player of the year. And I've heard a lot about Luke Thanks, Boyd. Man. So for, for that reason and, <laughs> and his statistics, um, I like the 30 RBIs and the 14 home runs. That's tied for fourth in the MLB. Uh, for a Yankees team that is playing pretty Watch well. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Not a Yankees podcast. <laughs> So, yeah, boy. Uh, my comeback player of the year is someone that I really am not a fan of. But it's really hard to uh, it's hard to ignore the numbers. Especially at the ripe age of 32 for a pitcher, Dallas Keuchel. Cheater. The man has a two... <laughs> true. That is true. I forgot he was a trash can banger. Exactly. Send him to the moon. Exactly. Yeah, to the moon we go. Or Mars. Well, he might be the best pitcher on Mars. Oh. Not Turner Bowers already got that. No. No, yeah, Turner Bowers is the best pitcher on Mars, so we got to send him to the moon, so he can be the best pitcher on Mars. Dallas Keuchel, 6-2 with a 2.19 ERA. Uh, 53 innings pitched, 44 hits given up, 32 strikeouts. Um, I, I would have been... I would have lied to you if I told you that I expected this. Um, he was... Yeah, that's right. He was in Atlanta last year. I think a pretty... Uh, I don't know. I, I was kind of confused by that pickup, but they needed it last year. Um, he started 19 games. He went 8-8. Eight and eight. Not not too good. He was, he was very, very decent last year. I mean, a 3-7 ERA is not really going to get you anywhere. But um, I think we talked about this in our one of our first episodes, like one of the signings to watch. Because mm-hmm. we said if he's good, then the White Sox can be good. Um, yeah, we did. Here he is. He's good. And... Lo and behold, the White Sox, the White are, Sox good. are good, as as much as it hurts me to say. <laughs> we'll we'll go to the to the National League. I, I think. Can we not talk about our picks? We have to talk about our. We picks. have to. Talk about we our have picks. to address it. Should I address my pick? First? I'm not sure. <laughs> why what we, we were thinking? What we were thinking? <laughs> hey, first we, of all, we love to the Mets. First of all, we picked two Mets. Boys, had a, my my Met that I picked. Hurts. Yoannis Cespedes. You have a lot of passes today because I think you can get a pass on this one too. You think so? I'd be very surprised. (laughs) See, I feel like I probably could get a pass, but at the same time, like, why didn't I know this was going to (laughs) happen? 
Why didn't I know he wasn't going to play? Well, we also didn't know there was a worldwide pandemic happening. Yes. So. But why didn't I know? But for some reason, we knew Cespedes wasn't going to play. <laughs> Somehow. Somehow, someway, he just wasn't going to play. Him and Puig always find ways to, to not, not play. play. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. And then but you probably were thinking, like, oh, it's going to be because of the ankle injury when he hurt himself on his freaking on his hog. out loud. On his hog. Whatever the heck it was. <laughs> crying out loud. Kept him out two seasons. And he comes back, we're like, the Me- we're hyping him up. Yeah. I mean, the Mets, they're like, okay, Cespedes is coming back. This is going to be a great season. He just didn't show up. DH and, in the NL, too. And he was he, he had a home run the in first, first game. The first game, the Mets won one nothing against the Nationals. Yeah, and they so won off of his solo home run. home run. Yep, that's right. And he just decides to not show up to a game. And then we're like, oh, where are you? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm not playing anymore. They went to his hotel, and they're like, uh, where is he? And yes. then a video comes out that he's at the mall. <laughs> that was just amazing. I just love that guy. Oh. Definitely, yeah. That's Spencer, tough. your Met? Uh, my Met was Dylan Batantis. Lord, oh lordy, why did that happen? <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to read his stats because stats can get boring. I'm just going to recall that, I think it was last week, Subway Series, Mets-Yankees, bases loaded. Batantis throws it <laughs> over the catcher's head to the Yankees' backstop. Clint Frazier steals home. Yankees win. Yankees win on a walk-off wild pitch. Thank you, Dallin. Uh, thank you, Dallin. Very, very cool. Very cool. Let's move into our current picks, because I've had enough talking about those guys. Yeah, me too. Let's start with Nick, because Nick's pick is an interesting one, and it's a fun one for him to talk about. Well, yeah, I hate this guy, for crying out loud. So do I. So do My uh, NL Comeback Player of the Year is Zach Wheeler. <laughs> and I've been watching him for the past few years with the Mets. He has been given plenty of chances. Plenty. We have continued to throw him on the mound, and he just does nothing. <laughs> then he he gets- is a worthless starting pitcher when he's on the mound, becomes a free oh. agent, decide to a five-year, $100 million contract, and I'm like, okay, that was a waste of money. Yep. That's what we said. Oh, you've, we've said that a couple times. He goes, his first, first game pitching against the Mets after signing with them. <clears throat> <laughs> you mean after signing with the Phillies? After signing with the Phillies, yes. Seven innings pitched, gives up six hits, two runs, and records a win. We're like, all right, all right, Zach Wheeler, see what you've got. And then, the following game, six innings, eight hits, three runs, kind of a worse game, another win. I don't like Zach Wheeler, but he's playing well this season for the Phillies. He is 4-0 with... A 2.47 ERA, and when you're looking back at those other s- seasons with the Mets, it was bad. I, it was bad, and yeah, he's playing well this season. Wheeler is the comeback player of the year. I'm gonna offer you a rebuttal. I think I wouldn't be mad at you if you changed your player to Kenley Jansen, because you even said it when you were talking about him that he that is a, is a comeback player. So Jansen gets two awards this season. Uh, well, he's gonna, he would probably get one, the comeback player of the year. Uh, well, he, probably not he's the also reliever. the best reliever in the National okay, League. Okay, well, so, I, would, yeah. I would say if you switch it to comeback player of the year, it would be a really good pick. I wouldn't think about it. Donovan Solano, former Yankee, 2016. Why did you say that? I didn't know Donovan Solano was still in the MLB because after he uh, played for the Yankees in 2016, I guess he took a three-year break and came back with the Giants in 2019 at 31. Not that too, Not too good of a season. This year, he's hitting 352. <laughs> <laughs> he has 
27 RBI, 3 home runs. Donovan Solano. I'm going to say it again. Donovan what's Solano. His o- what's his OBP? In the, what's his OBP's 391, his and his OPS is 922. What's he slugging? I don't want to do the math. Uh, 531. Donovan Solano is 32 wow. years old and took a three-year break from MLB baseball. If that doesn't scream at your face, comeback player of the year, I don't know what does. I agree. I think this is a definitely the right episode for us to have our good friend Cameron on for yeah, yeah. me and Cam agree on our Nationally Player of the Year Mr. Manny Machado Cam I'll let you take this one yeah if you look back at Manny Machado's stats um, he probably had one of his worst seasons statistically last year after signing a lucrative deal with the Padres in, yeah, I know, big words. I love this. With over a hundred, no cap with Camazier. With over a hundred games played, because he has only played over a hundred games in all but uh, all but two of uh, the seasons um, he's been in the MLB. Uh, he had, let's see, he had the least amount of hits amongst those games or amongst those seasons with over a hundred games played. He had uh, the least amount of doubles, uh, with triples doesn't really matter. He did have 32 home runs, which is why I think a lot of people weren't as mad at Manny Machado last year um, for how he played. Uh, He had one of his lowest totals in RBIs, only 85. Uh, And then he struck out 128 times. That's the worst in his entire career. Not ideal. Now this season, he's really shown up. He just hit his 13th home run of the season and to think that last year we were talking about Manny Machado being another awful signing for the Padres with his uh, with the talent that the Padres expected him to show in San Diego right after they just signed Eric Hosmer to that big deal he's really shown up in 46 games Manny Machado has 54 hits Uh, he has 10 doubles, like I said, 13 home runs, 38 RBIs, and he's really patrolling that left side of the infield, and that's one thing that I don't think anyone doubted Manny Machado. Or right, that was a, that, that was was a skill a... that no one ever doubted You know, Manny Machado and his, his prowess. So I think Manny Machado wins the NL Comeback Player of the Year, and the Padres takes home some individual hardware, but... Probably not. Probably not the big Kahuna, but it's not fine. with that attitude. <laughs> not with that attitude. But yeah, I got to agree. It's he's been good. I I've always been pretty high on Machado, and then I had some interesting thoughts when the Yankees almost signed him. But he's really found a home in San Diego. It seems like with alongside Tatis on that side of the infield, highest batting average in his career so far. Mm-hmm. Three hundred seven. Yeah. So they've been. It's. The Padres were looking good this year, and but that's all another story for another day. Actually, not really. It's another story for. No, you can. It's okay. A little later, but <laughs> okay. But let's talk about our managers of the year. Woo! Our final award. Let's wrap this. Love thing managers. Up. Let's yeah. Let's wrap this thing up, and we'll talk about our managers of the year. They contribute so much. To <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with me and Spencer's picks back in uh, for AL Manager of the Year back in March. <laughs> I chose. You can say it. Matt <laughs> chose Aaron Boone, Mr. Aaron Boone. 
Um, why in the world did I do that? Because they were supposed to win like a billion games. True, they were, but they didn't. So instead, I picked his arch nemesis, Kevin Cash, who has led his race to the league lead in the division, and I, I just don't. I I was just really bad pick, and I'm just really embarrassed. It's okay. <laughs> My AL manager pick of the year in Feb Feb March. Was Rick Renteria, which is interesting, because why did I openly hate on his team? On my picks, for and then choose me. half of his team to win awards. Yeah, uh, I I still stand by that. I think that he very well could win, but I nice think that Bob Melvin uh, of the Oakland Athletics is going to run away with it. They they have a six and a half game lead. On the AL West, um, I I think it, it's going to be tight, uh, but I think it depends on how many games the White Sox can win the Central by. I, I said Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin. Bob Melvin as well. I mean, the A's. The A's. Yes, they were good last season, but they're good again this year, and it really helped that they start. They started the year on a nine-game winning streak with this sixty-game season. That really just pushed them at the top of the AL West and. They just haven't really looked back. They have, you don't hear about many of the guys on their team, but they quietly make lots of noise. And I think they're a threat to easily win the AL pennant and make it to the World Series. Oh. By a guy like Bob <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. What? Bold. Bold, yeah. Okay, Bob Melvin, let's send it over to the NL. <laughs> you have Bob Melvin? Yeah, I have Bob Melvin. Melvin. Yeah, right. yeah, of course. Oh, here, well, I almost get to the NL so badly. All right. Go to the NL. Let's talk about the NL. Uh, let's talk. Let's do some talking. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 can with you? Oh, let them let them do theirs. Yeah, first, yeah and then yeah, we'll get yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, I picked. Yeah, I picked Joe. Am I reading this right? Spencer picked Joe Girardi. I picked Joe Girardi. They're twenty-two uh, and nineteen. They're, they're two and bad. I picked. The division. I picked David Bell. Um. <laughs> Obviously, if you've been listening, it's been pretty rough for the Reds. They have not been very good this year. No. Simple as that. Um, quite quite bad, if, you, if you're going to put it that way. They're actually. bad. I know. I'm sorry. They're bad. I know. But now, I know all three of you guys have the same guy. <laughs> I chose Don Mattingly oh of the Miami Marlins. Oh. Yeah. Out of nowhere, yeah. the Marlins. Oh. Look at them, Matt. They no. still have to make up like twenty other games. <laughs> they can go on a twenty-game losing streak. Listen, the team listen, had COVID. listen, listen. It's Jace Tingler by so much that it's Jace Tingler by so much that I needed to mix it up a little bit. It ha- it's Jace Tingler. It is. It has to be Jace. There's Tingler. no way it's not. It's. It I, I'm not. I think you were just trying to be quirky and be I like, so the Marlins, Corey Dickerson." You, you guys, you guys are avid listeners, so obviously you know what you know we're talking Corey about. Dickerson, Nick and right? Cam, yeah. but of course, yeah. when there's a when there's ever a surprising team, especially in a shortened season, just like the Padres, there's a reason that you have a surprising player at the top of the NL MVP. You have a surprising possible NL. Rookie of the Year. Same with Manny Machado. Could be in the NL Comeback Player of the Year. Jace Tingler has to win it because this Padres team was projected to be awful 
this season. And when I okay, I understand that the uh, the the playoffs are extended, and a lot of uh, experts had the Padres sneaking in or just outside of the playoffs. But you have, you have to realize, as anyone that has ever watched the Padres, if they don't make the playoffs, so, yeah. they never do. Yes, like the, they're you? awful. This Padres team is supposed to be awful, and they're not this season. I didn't even know who Jace Tingler was before <laughs> he was the manager of the Padres. I'd give it to him. You know, before the season started, I was going to go with Carlos Beltran. But <laughs> <laughs> things changed quickly. So I'm like, I lose your ass. Yeah, things changed quickly. Thank the Mets are terrible. That. Yes, I have Jace Tingler as well. Because Cam, yes? I don't mean to be mean to your team. Go ahead. The Padres are awful. They are an awful franchise. Yep. They, a disgrace, if you will. A disgrace, yes. Okay. I mean, <laughs> Maybe you know how many ball. years Bartolo Colon was playing in the MLB? It's one home run. His <laughs> one home run against the Padres. He has played with every team in the MLB pretty much. His one home run was against the Padres. That is saying something. But the Padres, they have been good this Yes, they're not the top of the NL West, but it's because the Dodgers are the Dodgers. But Jace Tingler... He is carrying that team, and he deserves so much credit. Okay, no coach ever carries their team. <laughs> but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're he, right. You're right. You're yeah, right. The he, Padres is, would, he, is the, he is the mastermind yes, of that team. The Padres would be first in every division, except they would be tied with the Rays right now. Yeah, at least. It's a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal team. They're having a great season. Had a great season. And Tingler Drizzler d- deserves a lot of recognition for that. Absolutely. So I think it definitely should be Jace Tingler. As much as I want to pick Luis Rojas, I'll go with Jace Tingler. It's going to be a nice, uh, nice two-team rivalry in that division for Absolutely. many a year. I think so as well. Yeah, until Tatis goes to the Yankees. <laughs> he Nick said it. Nick said it. Not us. Okay. Well, I think that will do. Does anybody else have anything else quick before we... Well, uh, you kind of cut me off earlier. Yes, the Oakland A's are making the World Series. All right, you can end it. Okay, I said Hernandez is my AL MVP. Another bold prediction from Nick. But, well, that's going to do it for us here tonight. Nick, Cam, thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. It was a great. It was a pleasure. It was a great little some, way to. Some tension here and there, but, you know, we all, we're all, we're all buddies, so that's, that's what happens. That's what happens. The Mets make me yeah. angry. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Finally came back with our special episode we've been telling you it's yeah, yeah we've been teasing you we'll for be weeks back. we'll be back we'll be back Someday. again obviously on monday morning with our normal episode normally scheduled episode spencer tell them where they can find us they can find us at across diamond on twitter on instagram on tiktok and if you listen to last week's episode you found that it was in fact not me it was matthew zumbelow that said you can find us on facebook despite us not having a facebook <laughs> i rest my case the audio clip was put into the end of last week's episode. And if you want to listen to the end of the episode, it would really help us. <laughs> what That's it. Again, thank you, Nick and Cam. Time.